Hi guys and welcome to Real. We just had the biggest shit show. We're like having a laughing moment. Um, hi guys, welcome back to Real. I am here with two great friends of mine, Carly Silverman and Alana Dunn. You might know them um, from Life in Progress or Seeing Other People podcasts. And I am so excited to have them here with me today. Guys, I that just... That was so good. That was so Thank good. Thank you. I just that was say, my um, second time doing that, so... <laughs> we just recorded, I want to say like... Five minutes? Five, six, seven amazing minutes. amazing five, six, seven minutes. Yeah. yeah. Good shit. Like some yeah. good shit. Really good shit. And then Alana over here noticed that Carly <laughs> forgot to press That's the record the button. That's the Carly thing ever, too. Like, I'm sorry. I should not be trusted to have a podcast. I think this is my first and last day. <laughs> well, here's the real problem is this is your third podcast... Yeah. This is your first podcast. This is my third podcast. Uh-huh. How many <laughs> podcast hosts who have hosted multiple podcasts yeah. does it take to press record to, on the <laughs> Yeah, I know. I don't know why. I feel like, especially with you, I feel like you're the leader here. So yeah. I'm just like, all right. I usually like, I think, sit back. Yeah, I'm nothing. like, Alana's got it. Like, it's got fine. It. Anyways, Anyways. Um, now that we like kind of have our shit together. Okay, I wanted you guys to go into, before I um, like repeat it again, say what you were saying to okay. me. Basically, I, w- I was telling them to intro themselves and now continue. Okay, so again, Carly, before I intro myself. Yeah, come and hit me up. <laughs> I wanted to face-to-face thank you because mm-hmm. I got some awesome therapy clients who literally came to me and said, I saw you from Carly Weinstein's story. Oh my god! And it really warms my heart because I have the all the mentally ill people. Yeah. <laughs> no, you have my like ideal demo of just sorry like, guys, it's all of us. <laughs> We're all the same. Um. Anyway, hi guys. I'm Carly. I. What do I do? I hate this question because I don't know where to start. But I guess first and foremost, I am a podcast host with Alana. We host a podcast called I Almost Just Said Life in Progress. I mean, that is what it's yeah, called. Yeah, that's what it's called. I almost just mm-hmm. said seeing other... That's, <laughs> by the way, you know, in the first intro, that's why I, I screwed up because I was going to say seeing other people and then life in progress as as She's hers. only been on five episodes. She may as well be co-host yeah. at this point. <laughs> okay. I am podcast host with Alana Dunn on Life in Progress. That's that's one of my things. I'm also a therapist in New York City, even though I live in Florida. And <laughs> I'm also a content creator on that TikTok app. Good job. Great. Thank you. <laughs> See, I hate the intros too. I know, but you did a good job. Thanks. Uh, hi, I'm Alana Dodd. <laughs> I also co-host the podcast Life in Progress with Carly Silverman here. Uh, I'm also the host of the Dating and Relationships podcast, Seeing Other People. And I'm a dating expert, content creator, dog mom, yeah. friend of the Carlies, <laughs> yeah. fellow mentally ill human, yeah. all the things. I'm like, I'm so glad that I, that's the audience I attract because it's all I could ever want. Nobody else, anyone like sane just wouldn't understand no. the content. No, and that's like why we do this, right? Yeah. Like we put it out to connect with people who will actually resonate with the shit we're saying. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's so true. Something you said on our last intro. What? Um, oh God. <laughs> that, you, that I really liked was, we are the same in different forms. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Oh my God. I want to re-say that. Say it again. Right now. <laughs> Here, I'm giving you the We're the same. In di- no, no, seriously, guys. This is really true. We are the same in different fonts. Like, I was talking to my mom before this, and I was explaining to her, like, about you guys and, like, that you're coming on. I was like, their, like, demographic and, like, who they are as people. Like, you guys are me. 
we're all the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and also like the type of people that you are. Like I think it's very rare to find like we're like literally the same like the the Jewish but like doesn't care to be like jappy yeah. or in the scene. Um just like down to earth but like go-getters. Like I don't know, I think we have a lot it's interesting because we became friends. I think it was what we met at a locks club event. Yeah, that, I wanted to get into that too. Like, how do we? How did we all meet? Yeah, so we met through a locks club event, and I was gonna say I think it's really rare. There's so many people meeting on social media, mm-hmm. and it's really rare to form actual deep connections. Yeah, and I'll never forget. I was driving in my car, and I was going through some friendship shit, and I was sending you a voice note, mm-hmm. and that was the first time me and you like really connected yeah. on something, and yeah. you're like listen mm-hmm. <laughs> and we just like had this whole like voice note back and forth and it was really cool it's like wow like we're the same people. yeah and yeah and obviously Alana like same she fits into that as well yeah so it's just it's cool to actually connect with people through social media it is true media. and and also like I've met a lot of people through social media where I could be friends with them for years and I feel like it stays very surface yeah. mm-hmm. and with you guys it's so funny because I feel like from the second I met you guys we just got right to 100%. like yeah, didn't the nitty gritty everything yeah and that's like how like I very much am like as a person I like like to be surrounded by that yeah. so it's like nice when you can meet other people that like you know their intentions are pure and they're just like fun you guys are just fun people and like I don't know so yeah it is it is funny because I think we're all very much yeah, we are yeah. the, we are the same. same I feel like and this goes for both of you a huge thing I learned in my 20s was I spent so much time surrounding myself with people where after I would get lunch with them, get dinner with them, do whatever with them, I would leave and I would feel like deflated Mm -hmm. and I would feel like, oh, are they like talking shit about me or like are they analyzing something I said? And with the two of you, even like the first time we met, we got lunch, the three Mm -hmm. of us, right? Mm -hmm. I left and I was like, wow, I feel so amped up. I feel so good after that. Like she gets me, I get Mm -hmm. her. Like this is such a positive experience and I've – spent years trying to now gravitate towards people who make me feel that way yeah no that was gonna be something that I asked about like what were your guys friendships like before you you moved and before like when you were still in college like what were kind of what, what role did you play in the friend group or like did you have a group like what was that what was the dynamic like yeah I can start my I felt like I went through the same situation 10 different times in my life all starting when I was like 10 years old in Jewish summer camp Mm -hmm. I always felt like I was in this group yet I was on the outside of the group or I was at the lowest totem pole of the group so you could look in and be like oh that girl is in the popular crew Mm -hmm. but I didn't feel that way because I always felt at the bottom and in every group situation I had it was camp literally when I was 10 years old then it was middle school high school, college, and even post-grad, I felt this way. I was always in this group, and for some reason, I was always at the goddamn bottom, and it sucked. Mm -hmm. And this is the first year of my life where I'm actually not in a group of friends, and I've never been happier. Mm -hmm. I've never had less friendship anxiety, and I feel like there are so many people who stay in these girl groups because they feel like they need to, Mm -hmm. And they almost feel like they have to put on a show when really they're not serving them. They're just in those groups because they were in them from college or high school. It's like if they're not serving you, 
get out of it. There's a million people in this world that are great friends and you just have to find the right ones. But it took me a very long time to be okay with Mm -hmm. that. It's interesting what you say about like the totem pole thing because I never thought, I never thought of it that way, but that's kind of how I always felt too. Like at camp, like all the same things. It's like people would look at you and always be like, oh, she's in like the cool group. Mm -hmm. But you always felt like a loser within that Yeah, like you were never, or at least I I was never the one that was chosen in that group. me too. I always felt like that too, like the last pick or like the one that like didn't, wasn't seen. I never felt seen Mm -hmm. my whole life, which is so, it's so weird because like, again, with all of us, I feel like we're very like, like we're outgoing people Mm -hmm. and we're like friendly people, but it's a weird feeling because maybe because we're such individuals, it's easy to be like overlooked. Mm -hmm. It's almost easier when you're in a friend group or you have like, let's say like you and a bestie, like for people to see you more. I, I don't know. I always felt like that feeling of not being seen. Yeah. When do you think that changed for you? Like, when do you feel like you started feeling seen? Uh, like, after college. Like, post-college, literally. And honestly, well, like, what you said, like, not until recently. Like, it's so crazy. Because I feel like any time I was in those, like, groups or in the Like, I remember being at pre-games in college and feeling like everyone was talking and everyone was laughing about the same jokes and everyone was singing the same songs. Yeah. And I didn't know the lyrics and I didn't know the jokes. Mm, and there. Um... I felt like so alone. Like I was just like, I'm texting on my phone. Like I'm with these people, but I'm like by myself and like no one would care if I lived or died. Like I genuinely felt like no, that. No, I, I did too. And it's such a shitty feeling. And there's so many girls that feel that way that don't know how to express that. Mm-hmm. And they don't know how to get themselves out of it. And mm-hmm. that's why I think obviously like what we're putting out there is so important and it's hard to be vulnerable about it. It's hard to say, Hey, yeah, I've been treated like absolute shit. Yeah. But there's the other side of it. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to see in the moment too. Like you know you're being treated like shit, mm-hmm. but you think that's just like how the world works or like how it is. Yeah. And it's so sad to think that. It's so yeah. sad to think like, oh, well, everyone has friends that backstab them yeah, or yeah. that make them feel like they're completely alone even yeah. with, their, with their entire friend group. Mm-hmm. You should never, and this is something I realized this year, you should never have to feel like you're walking on eggshells with somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's so the, that was for me the biggest trigger of, Maybe these people just aren't my friends. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't have to feel like you can't be yourself around someone or be Mm -hmm. silly or, like, say something. Just, like, to say a stream of thought that you're having. Like, it should never feel like that. Yeah. What about you? What was, like, your dynamic like? I feel like throughout my life there were times where I was in friend groups, but the majority of the people in those friend groups weren't my close friends. And my closest friends were from all different groups Mm -hmm. like my whole life I felt like maybe I was in group chats and I'd be invited to certain things at certain people's houses or whatever but my core like five closest friends they were from completely different worlds camp a summer program college a sport Mm -hmm. etc etc and I actually loved that like even in college I had my best friends in my sorority but then I stayed best friends with some of my people from my dorm freshman year who were in completely different sororities or not a sorority at all Mm -hmm. and I loved having different worlds to pop in and out of I loved getting to peek into like their worlds and be friends with their friends and just have different options of things to do that being said, there were definitely times where I felt like, oh my God, like everyone has plans except for me. Like mm-hmm. I am being, like no one wants to choose me. Mm-hmm. And I definitely looked at the popular girls in every aspect of my life being like, wow, if only I could like fit in like that. If only like 
they thought I was cool enough and wanted Mm -hmm. me to be around. And it's almost like a by default too. Like I think with a lot of friend groups, it's just like this is, it's just the easy route to Mm -hmm. like, oh, we're having plans tonight. You just write it in the group chat. No one's like thinking outside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Someone asked me the other day if I could give myself who was just graduating and moving to the city any advice, what would it be? And it would be to stop being so closed-minded on who I surround myself with. Mm -hmm. I felt like I went from college to the city and stayed within that little bubble Mm -hmm. where I wish I made work friends or I I wish I tried to meet new people in different ways and made that effort because why why seclude yourself to this little bubble and then all of a sudden those five people have plans and you're alone. Mm -hmm. Bubble pops. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Yeah. It's always such a weird feeling when like everyone groups off and you're just like what you said it's like fun to be an individual until you have those moments that you're reminded that you're an individual Mm -hmm. and you're alone well one thing I've noticed lately is that I don't ever actually want to go I just want to be invited oh uh hundred percent want to be wanted I want that validation but I don't want to go that's so valid that I'm the same way like I, I would rather be at home, like, 99% of the time. But that's just one thing. Like, that's being a human. Yeah. yeah. That's literally how our brains function. Mm-hmm. That's how we were raised with we all want to be desired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is the point of us as human beings on this earth. We want to be desired. Yeah. Even think about with friendships when you're going through something. You don't always talk to your friend because you want specific advice you talk to your friend because you want to know that there's a person that cares about you and is Mm -hmm. there for you like I think that's just such a huge it's like you just want to know that like someone is there and they're thinking of you but that's why I think it's so important to find that within yourself because Mm -hmm. when it comes down to it the only person that is going to 100% be there for you every step of the way Mm -hmm. throughout this life is yourself yeah and there's so many people that keep thinking and I know we've talked about this but they think okay well once I get this boyfriend Mm -hmm. or once I get this job Mm -hmm. or you know once I get this promotion I'll be happy yeah will you yeah because you'll get that and then you'll just want the next thing it's so true and I want you to get into that too actually because we were talking about this before that feeling where everyone looks at you and they think well she's in a relationship she has like this great job and she has a following like what you actually feel under that and like yeah um, a lot how of you talk deal with about it. this a lot yeah it's so easy for even me to compare myself to Carly like I have 50,000 followers on Instagram Carly has 130,000 followers on TikTok and for so long I was like oh well like once I get to like 100k like or I even remember when you were trying to get to 100k you're like once I get to 100k like I'll be good yeah and then you got to 100k and you're like okay well now I need to get 500 and yeah. like me being at 50 and feeling that internal and external pressure to be growing I have to remind myself well Carly got to 100 Mm -hmm. and it didn't solve her problems yeah and then we look at you and we're all struggling with the same exact things Mm -hmm. just at different levels but it's it's the same feelings Mm -hmm. and I think that is the case for every aspect of life whether it's job whether it's like you just moved into this incredible apartment right before we were talking about someone else who moved into (laughs) a possibly bigger apartment yeah yeah. and it's like well how can we move into that bigger apartment Yeah, I think the biggest things that some of my clients come to me with is like they're single and they they just keep telling me, well, I just know once I get a boyfriend or, you know, once I find my person, like Mm. I'll just be happy. And I just I hold up my my ring. I was like, do you see this? I am engaged. Yeah, I'm engaged. I'm in love. I'm I'm so happy in my relationship. Mm -hmm. Am I 
happy yeah. in, in overall, overall life. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because I'm still searching for that external validation and that external high of, again, getting 150, whatever it is, getting that promotion. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing is like, okay, well, how can we find the happiness within ourselves so that we're not always searching for that? Mm-hmm. And once you find that, those things will come. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also a balancing act in life. Like life isn't just relationships or just job. It's Mm -mm. it's like I picture the wheel Mm -hmm. and it's like family and friends, relationship, like career, like money. There's all these different areas. And you just can't expect everything to always be there. I don't think, I mean, I don't know if you think this, but I have never seen anyone that has every single one there's always something so I feel like it's also a a bit of like being realistic about like you and I want people to think they can have it all but also like you don't need to have every single it's also how you handle it it's also how you react like this is life Mm -hmm. we only live one life and think about it like imagine you had every single thing then what right yeah it's what would be your motivation Mm -hmm. I think it's so special and so cool to work towards things mm-hmm. but most of all like work on yourself yeah and try to become the best version of yourself because that's something you're going to work on every day mm-hmm. and it you know and I always think of this thing that Gary Vee says I've like talked about this before <laughs> I love Gary Vee he he always says like most people once they accomplish what they wanted to accomplish they say the most fun part and the most fulfilling part was the part where they were working up to the yeah. accomplishment not the actual accomplishment because then you're you say now what now okay what? I accomplished this and and also you have to think of the fact that I I always think to myself I'm too old like I should have accomplished this younger I should have accomplished this sooner but then I would have had that issue of now what mm-hmm. I would have just had to keep reinventing the wheel and thinking of another thing and another thing so it's like it's better to like actually have a steady climb up and be passionate about something and do something that fuels you and be constantly working towards something instead of like reaching this peak of fame or success when you're a certain age. Think of how fucked up Justin Bieber is. I was just about to say every <laughs> single child star. Yeah. Everyone that had overnight success. I've listened, I used to work in the music industry and I'm a huge music fan and I've listened to so many interviews of people saying that they wish their first album their first record their first song didn't blow up the way it did Mm. because that skewed their perception of what success is and it puts so much pressure on them for every single next thing they put out to be just as successful and it never was Mm -hmm. and it also makes you um lose love for the art so whatever you're doing whatever you love like whether it's like being an influencer or anything else in the world, like once you become so successful at it or once you hit that peak, it's automatically then your job and your income. So it takes away that feeling of just being passionate and doing something that you love every day. Like it, even with me, like creating content or like, like wanting to like inspire people, you have to keep reminding yourself why you do what you do. Like every day you have to remind yourself because otherwise you will get caught up in the money and, Mm -hmm. um, in, in the numbers and all the things that aren't important that are actually yeah. just a side effect of. I had a therapy session last night, like my own therapist. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I therapists was, go to therapy too. Yeah. Yes, all therapists go to therapy. Um, at least I hope they do. I feel like that should be a requirement. It should be. Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. I, I hope every therapist has a therapist. Yeah. I hope um, my therapist talks about her therapist to me. Yeah. <laughs> about me to her yeah. therapist. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, I, talk about this a lot but like I get so defeated with uh being a content creator and and things not working and she literally made me write down like 
what do I actually like about it? And like what mm-hmm. part of it makes me feel good? Mm-hmm. And I think it's so hard to remember why you start something. And it's like us right before this, we said we all love doing this podcast because we're connecting with people. We're inspiring people. We're resonating with people. Mm-hmm. Well, we need to make sure that if it does blow up and yeah. starts, you know, making money, yeah. we need to make sure that we're keeping this passion and not like, it's really hard to do that. Yeah, it is so true. Yeah. You want to keep the momentum of it, but also like keep coming back to like why you're doing, why you're doing it, what you're doing in the first place. I want to flip flop back to something that Carly said before when you were saying like you show your clients, like I have this ring on my finger, like I'm getting engaged. Like, do you think I'm happy? Like, are all my problems solved? Because I fully for so many years, fully wholeheartedly believe that once I got a boyfriend, all of my problems would be solved and I would be Mm -hmm. happy. And Carly, I'm curious because you're a few years younger than us for you and for your friends and maybe some of your listeners that you've talked to. Do you think people have that mindset or do you think they have more awareness now of like the conversations that we're having in this moment that, Hey, that doesn't happen. I think it's so mixed, but I honest to God think most people still think they'll find happiness when they find a boyfriend. I even like, cause I always say, um, I I don't want, see, I don't think I'll find happiness, but I think that I'll find that piece of my life. But I I see it as a piece of my Mm, life, not Not your whole life. But I think a lot of people see it as everything, like love is everything. And I see it as a piece. I think one day when I have a family and when I'm married, it will be more, it will take up more. But right now I just see it like, again, this pie, this pie, my career is like this big and my family and my friends like this big. And there's just like this little tiny space for like dating and love. So I think that it depends on what phase you are in life. But right now it doesn't, I don't think that it brings more happiness, but I get that fulfillment. I think people get kind of this high off of all different things and certain people find that high out of, a guy liking them well that high comes from being seen mm-hmm. that high comes from that mm. validation of I'm good enough for somebody yeah, yeah. it is so interesting because like I was thinking of that high when we were talking about followers and stuff mm-hmm. it's like it, it doesn't make you it doesn't bring true happiness no it because it's there's a difference mm-hmm. and maybe you know what this is called I think it's um I, I forget the name of it but it's like there's true happiness and then there's like it like a different dopamine word. hits no like I, I know which I, way you're going with it, it but I, I know what, I know what you mean like followers like someone someone just seeing you or like saying they like you those don't bring actual it's a happiness. quick fix joy I was looking for the word joy <laughs> that's what you're looking for yeah <laughs> I like I, I like I, I have great Carly would be I'm able to look for joy for her like, therapy handbook and then I would not <laughs> Like, I'm trying to go back into, like, my, like, you're, like, psychology, a, like. Yeah, no, I'm just looking for a really like, simple word. <laughs> Chemicals in it's your It's called brain. brain fog, guys. Look it up. I have it. No, um, yeah. It, that is all about giving that quick fix. That's also when people burn out on dating apps mm-hmm. because the reason that they're going on the dating apps is let me see how many people mm-hmm. like me yeah. to get that instant high. Mm-hmm. But then it goes away so quickly mm-hmm. because that's what you're looking for. Yeah. I find, and I don't know if it's just me, when people say dating is a numbers game, I don't think of it about like intention. I'm just like, go on as many dates as you can and eventually you'll land on someone that you like. No. But it, that's but like eeny, meeny, miny, Exactly. But no. that's why I always have been thinking to myself, like there's just no way that's true. It's the intention part because mm-hmm. can you talk about frequency? Like, yeah. Like yeah. how often I think yeah. you should be going on dates. Yeah, because I think that's the part where when you say the numbers game, I'm like, 
I was thinking to myself, oh my God, well, I've got to be going on all these, but no. I know. But I okay. realized recently, yeah. So when I say dating is a numbers game, I mean that there is so much to learn from so many different people about yourself, about what you want. And I think so many people expect to go on a date, have this instant spark with someone, mm-hmm. and that be it. Mm-hmm. And people expect, you know, that someone's just going to knock on their door and show up. Mm-hmm. Dating is a numbers game. doesn't mean go on as many dates as you can. Yeah. It means go on the dates with intent of this person, I think, may have something that I could be interested in Mm -hmm. and see where that goes. Mm -hmm. But it's not go on a million dates in a week. Yeah, because I I find that a lot of friends of mine or just a lot of people in general will go on Hinge and just be like, he's cute and he went to a good school and be like, well, I'm going to go out with him. But I think there's always a part of me that's like, think about like what you actually Mm -hmm. like want in a person and like like try to like, you know what I mean? Like, think about actually what you want. Because, like, there's a lot of people that I feel like I easily cross off. And I'm not talking about prior Carly where I'm being, like, aggressively picky. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm talking about, like, more recently I've, like, really opened up and been way, like, I've gone out with people that before Let's I really. Let's talk about this for a second. Yeah, yeah. I want to know, and I, I honestly want everyone to know. Yeah. <laughs> This list, this quote-unquote mental list uh-huh. that you have of what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Okay, so be- I'm like, let's get into Let's it. talk about it. No, so before it was really like, I've always had this list, but at the end of the day, I just know that like if I connect with someone the right way and it just feels right, that that'll be it for me. But I do have just certain things. Like I want you to have like gone to a good school or like not like a, like a like Penn State, like just somewhere that's like a good, like you got an education kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. I just feel like that's like a, like maybe that's a weird value, but that's a value. Um, literally just like has friends, like has like surrounds himself with a good group, is cute. Like I'm attracted to them um, and is is motivated or and or just passionate about something in life. You don't yeah. need to know. You don't need to be rich. You don't need to be on your path in your career. I'm very aware we're in our 20s, early 30s, people I'm dating. And you're not going to always know what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And like, that I need you to, for something in life, to give you a feeling of passion. I need to be able to see that in you. Like, someone's super passionate about music and, like, loves to go to concerts or like has uh, like loves to run and runs marathons. Something that ha- like shows me that you're a passionate individual. Now, do you feel like when you're going on these dates, okay, and like we're just taking you for mm-hmm. example, when you're going on these dates, are you writing someone off based on any of those things? Like, have you found yourself going on these dates and then someone not having some passion, and then you kind of writing them off? I've or written. I'm, I'll say like reasons that I've written certain people off one person I've written off because um, I wasn't like attracted to them like I didn't feel the attraction and I like gave them a couple chances and just didn't mm. feel it fair. and I kind of That's was fair, just yeah. Yeah. but everything else was great and he was also younger than me and I was fine with that because he was mature very mm. mature very career driven um, I was fine with it another person political views just straight up political views like could not compromise political views. Don't need to. Don't yeah. have to. So those are like a couple examples of why I've written people off. Like I think that's really like it when it comes to that stuff. But I wasn't always like that. Mm-hmm. Like in the past, I I just was like, I don't know. But I guess that ha- is kind of how I've always been 
but I was just used to be more picky and date less frequently. Now I'm more frequent. So I've, I've been able to see more people. It's become more of a numbers game. Do you feel like you're getting burnt out? Like what are your feelings of dating more frequently? No, I'm not burnt out because I just started. Oh, (laughs) you you said on your last episode that you're going on like maybe one date a week. Yeah. Yeah. Even less sometimes too. And I think that's perfect. I feel like people feel so much pressure to be feeling every free weeknight they have with dates, but that's where people think dating is a numbers game, but mm-hmm. no, because you're going to burn out. You're going to hate dating. You're yeah. going to start questioning what's wrong with me. Why can't yeah. anybody want to be with me when I'm mm-hmm. trying so hard? I'm putting myself out yeah. there because you should not be going on a date with a different person every week. Yeah. You're not going to be able to enjoy your time. You're not going to be able to actually reflect mm-hmm. on how you feel with someone on how you feel after you're with somebody. You're not going to be able to have different conversations. It's just going to become like a job interview and robotic. Yeah, yeah. And I never want it to be that way. And I see how it's been with other people. But I actually feel like because before I just simply wasn't ready. And I feel Mm -hmm. like and I talked about this in my last episode too. And I don't think it's talked about enough. I never had friends that related to me in that way of just when I was younger, just not feeling ready yet. Yeah. Like not feeling ready. Like when you guys, I mean, I don't know how long have you been with, do you say his name on social media? I, yeah, I've been with Jake for <laughs> like some people well, are like, I don't know. We're both like three years. Yeah. Three so years. then, so when you graduated college and when you were first dating, like what were you, like what were you looking for and what were you, how often were you going out with people? Like what was your. I was psycho obsessed because okay. I thought that finding a boyfriend would okay. complete me. So mm-hmm. I went on a lot of dates. I was in a lot of situationships. Mm. I made a lot of terrible decisions, but I completely based my happiness and my livelihood off of whether or not a guy liked me in that moment. Mm. So I highly do not recommend that. (laughs) It put me through the ringer so many times. It Mm. was so unhealthy for me. That was my experience. (laughs) Were you in serious relationships before that, like in your life? I had like a a serious high school boyfriend who I thought I was going to marry. We dated for a year and a half and then we broke up when I went to college. Mm -hmm. And I was in like long situation ships mm-hmm. throughout after that okay yeah what about you I got rejected a lot a Same. lot <laughs> yeah and it's I I feel like that's something people don't really know about me mm-hmm. I don't think I've really talked about it but when I was in the city and I was dating my first year after school I tried going on dates and every date like they just wouldn't text me or they wouldn't want a second date and I couldn't be more thankful that I didn't find, I didn't meet my fiance Mm -hmm. until I was in my late Mm twenties because I would not want to be with someone from who I was back Mm -hmm. then because there's so much I learned through so many different things and dates. Like there's so much Mm -hmm. I learned through dating that I'm so happy that I didn't meet him later. When life. you were in that beginning phase of dating, what were you like looking for? Like, do you remember? I want to know from both yeah. of you. Do you remember some of your checklist stuff? And oh my gosh, and how much of it is true or not? I true? thought that, and I see this on TikTok now, and it kind of pisses me the fuck mm-hmm. off. Oh where people are like, "You should have this very specific list." No. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No. Yeah, I no. I agree. No. no. <laughs> that you should have this specific list because you're going to manifest the exact partner. No, you're oh fucking God. not. Yeah. No one is going to meet every goddamn thing on your checklist. Mm-hmm. No. And I had, when I went through my last breakup, after that, I was like, 
I'm finding the perfect guy. He is going to be six foot. He is going to have blue eyes. He is yeah. going to be in a really good job. All the things, I, I still have my list. And it obviously was not working for me. <laughs> I was single for a little and I kept getting really upset about it, whatever. Mm-hmm. This, as soon as I changed my mindset and I looked at that list and I was like, what just values do I want to see in a mm-hmm. partner? Who would treat me well? Who would make a good husband? What what kind of attributes do they have that would lift me up mm-hmm. and just be a good partner instead of looking at like every little thing on the list? Yeah. So I had that list and it did not fucking work for me. Also, think about it. Imagine if you met a guy mm-hmm. and he was really interested in you and you were interested in him and you later find out he had a checklist of a hundred things that he wanted in a girl and you fit all of those things. That's creepy. Yeah. And then like for me, I feel like if I checked like, off fucking weird. everything on a guy's list, I'm like, oh, so it just like is a coincidence that like those things I have. Yeah. Like some physical attributes, some personality. Like it just feels creepy. Like you were on a treasure hunt to find something. It is like interesting. Building a connection. It almost feels like, um, you know, guys that like blondes, they like always fucking like blondes. Yeah. And you're like, this is getting why? weird. Like, right. why are all your exes the same? Yeah. Like, it's like you were so intentional about it instead of just like you fell in love with me yeah. as like a human being. Here's what I'll say about the list too. And one thing that my therapist told me that really helped me shift my mindset when dating was think about it as your friends. Mm-hmm. When you look at your friends, mm-hmm. do you love every single aspect about them? Right. Yeah, no. Are course. there things that you could be like, like, mm-hmm. I don't love that about you? Yeah. Like, there is no perfect person. Mm-hmm. So why are you expecting the dates that you go on to have all of these perfect yeah. things? Yeah. You can build, you have deep relationships with mm-hmm. your friends, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. You can build deep connections. Yeah. You have deep love for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure they wouldn't check off every single thing. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that is the key, too, when you're willing to be open. Because I, I guess maybe I wasn't before or I just wasn't into it. But when you're willing to be open to a person's flaws and be like, it's actually okay if this person doesn't have this and this. Because if they have, mm-hmm. as long as they're like a good human and they value yeah. family or yeah. like whatever, it's okay. They don't need to have all of it. Yeah, well, we talk about red flags a lot because – everyone's obsessed with red flags mm. and there's so much content out there on social media where people are defining red flags for all of society. And yeah. my red flags are going to be different than yours and different than yours. So true. And so what we really want people to realize is just because there's a red flag, like remember what a red flag is. A red flag is not a deal breaker. Yes. A red flag is something that you hear or you notice about someone and you're like, oh, okay, that's interesting. You know what? I don't know how I feel about that yet. But I'm not going to write them off for it. I'm just going to get a little curious about this thing. Okay, this is so interesting because in my last episode, I talked about red flags, but I actually realized now I meant deal breakers. Yeah. And I didn't understand what... People are saying red flags. Like red flags. No. Yeah. I literally literally was saying things that were deal breakers, not red flags. Like a red flag is something to note and be like... Ding, ding, ding. Okay, proceed with caution. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Jason has red flags. I you have, have red, red flags. flags. Yeah, I have, I have red, red flags. flags. We're yeah, like, yeah. Imagine if someone's gonna go out with you, and I don't know, you do or say something which could not be a big could, deal, yeah. but to yeah. someone, they're like, "Oh my god, that red, could flag. Be a red flag!" She's done. Yeah. yeah, that's so true. My social media could be a red flag. Honestly, <laughs> it could be, but it doesn't define you. Yeah, and that could just be like, okay, well, you know what? 
Let me talk to her about mm-hmm. it. I'm yeah. curious to know more. Yeah. So what are some of your actual, what were some of your actual deal breakers when you were dating? Like what were some things that you really were like, I cannot compromise on this? So I don't know. This is different than a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. And, I'll, and I'll talk about deal breakers. Mm-hmm. But something when I was intentional about dating mm-hmm. and when I shifted that mindset, when I was going on dates, I wanted to see how open they were with like talking about their past relationships mm-hmm. and getting deep with me mm-hmm. and I noticed that there were so many guys that didn't and with Jason he, he just kind of went with it he, he enjoyed me asking questions mm-hmm. and that to me was important yeah. so that's not a deal breaker per se mm-hmm. but it's something that I really looked out for yeah of like who was able to be open about that stuff mm-hmm. same and I love talking about dating on dates I think it's the quickest way to learn yeah about someone learn about their past what hasn't worked out for them and why because then you can take that information and decide oh maybe we are not compatible or me it sounds like I would run into the same relationship problem with them that they ran into in the past or that I ran into in the past but people on social media are always saying shunning talking about dating on the first date which I always do because you're you're so right and I never knew I always was like I'm a weirdo for this but it's because you want to get deeper with the person you want to get to know them because you're right like when you start to ask about those things like oh like I, I want to know, like, are you, like, actively dating, like, other yeah. people? Like, it's what are you looking for? It's the fastest way to find out if you're looking for the same thing. Yeah. And it's okay if you're not. But yeah. if you're not, the two of you should not continue to talk to right, each other. Right, right. It's so true. It's it's so crazy how the – what's, like, the craziest thing you guys have seen on, on social media recently that you disagree with, with dating? Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I've seen – How I've much seen, time do we have? <laughs> I know. I've seen so much stuff, too. And I know you guys have, like, talked about this stuff. And I'm so curious what you're, like – What's something you've seen lately that you're like, are you fucking kidding me? I, I, this isn't a very recent thing, but something I've heard over the last few years is about, have you heard of Vox Theory? Yeah. And for those who are unfamiliar with Vox Theory, it's that when a guy meets you, if you're a girl, he immediately puts you into either the, the hookup box or the friend box, Mm -hmm. um, or the girlfriend box, the girlfriend box, the friend box, the hookup box. There's, Mm -hmm. and it's one of those three boxes. And once you're in one, you can't Think move boxes. It, right. I had a podcast recording last week with two of my guy friends, Sam and Joey, and I asked them about it because I'm like, I need to hear from a guy's perspective. Is this true? And yeah. they were like, no, that's ridiculous. First of all, we don't immediately put people in boxes. And yeah, maybe we'll think like, oh, like she's cute. I want to get to know her more and see what unfolds. But also if I think I want to hook up with you and then I decide I have feelings for you, of course you can move. Or I can have feelings for you and then decide I just want to hook up with you. Yeah. Or not at all. Mm-hmm. These rules piss me the fuck off. So much. Because why are all of you people preaching these rules that every single person thinks they need to follow mm-hmm. and then they'll follow them and nothing no. will happen? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like dating is so unique and each individual is so unique. Like I've never come across a, a single two relationships that like are the same even with my parents like I, I always tell the story of like how they met and mm-hmm. how like my dad broke up with my mom and everyone's like he she should have left his ass and never gone back to him and it's like but if she hadn't done that then they wouldn't yeah. have been married for 30 years and so it's like you can't have these set in stone rules about people or no. things because it's it's all about like and I think going it with your gut too and what you're what your gut is telling you not to do. one rule fits all no. yeah and we carly and i both broke every single one of the mm. dating rules <laughs> when we met our now fiancés and thank god we Literally. broke them and didn't feel like we had to follow them mm-hmm. because 
had we followed them, we would not both be marrying our people this yeah. year. I hate the, if he wanted to, he would. Yes. Okay, Facts. tell me, explain. I hate it. I hate it. Because I, I always say this. I, and that's fine. And so many people do. And I'm sure there was a point in my life where I really wholeheartedly believed Believe that. But with Jason, for example, you know, we were we started dating over COVID and he wasn't the quickest responder over text. And we went on one date and it was great. And I don't think I even really heard. I don't know if I heard from him the next day or whatever. And I texted him and I asked him out uh-huh. on the next date. And later on, I was just like, oh, why didn't you yeah. text me? Or, yeah. And he honestly was like, honestly, I was just busy. Like, I just like <laughs> didn't. I, I, he's like, I really liked you, but like something like came up and yeah. whatever. But just because he doesn't do it right then and there doesn't mm-hmm. mean he doesn't want yeah. to. And I get why some people think that. But it depends on the situation. I know. Because it's a slippery slope because I have a lot of friends that will do it to the point where it's toxic. Like, this man clearly doesn't like you. Mm -hmm. Like, that's obviously not the case. You guys were – it was a second date. Like, it wasn't like a – but I'll have friends that, like, will continue to go after the person. Like, I think there's a balance. You don't want to be aggressively reaching out. Like, if a – like, he pretty quickly was like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I want to go out. You got to read the room at a certain point. But – my problem with if he wanted to, he would, is how many times have you wanted to but didn't? Yeah. And maybe if he wanted to, he might, mm-hmm. but he might be busy. <laughs> or if he wanted to, he might. He might not know that you want him to. Yeah. Or he might not know how. Or yeah. he might be afraid because of something that's happened in his past. Maybe he wants to, but he's not ready. There, it's, it's never black and white. There are so many reasons why somebody might not do something that you want them to in that yeah. moment. But also, if he wanted to, he would completely strips women of the opportunity to go for what they want. Mm, And mm -hmm. I agree at a certain point. And I did this so many times where until the point where I was just fed up with myself and I was like, this is embarrassing. This is painful. I need to stop like begging people to want to be with me. But we, as women, like if we want to ask someone out, we can ask them out. If we want to text them first, thank them for the date, whatever it is, literally there's no reason in the world why we shouldn't do that. And I think that's where we get upset with, if he wanted to, he would because, well, if you want to, then do it. Yeah. yeah. Like not everything has to be on them. And that's another rule right. that we just don't follow is, oh, like they should text you first or yeah. they Plan should the do this. Or and anything. I think the lesson overall is like dating is like, it's nothing is concrete. No. Like Mm-mm. you can't, you have to stop thinking of things as so concrete and start like doing something with balance like ev- I think everything needs to be approached with balance yeah. I also good I was gonna say and figure out what works for you I mean you were saying when you were in your early 20s you felt like none of your friends were in the same position as you mm-hmm. with not feeling ready to date like your best friend might have a completely di- different set of rules for herself yeah and that's okay yeah. and that's the problem with putting a screenshot of a text in a group chat and saying hey how, eight yeah. friends yeah. how should I respond to this because everyone's gonna, everyone's gonna have a different idea mm-hmm. everyone's gonna have different past experiences like you have to do what works for you mm-hmm. I really challenge anyone single or dating listening the next date you go on the next guy you're texting don't ask people for opinions. Mm-hmm. Really do what's in your gut and yeah. try going with that. Yeah. If you feel like you want to text someone and ask them out, why don't you give it a shot? What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. They don't answer? Okay. And I always find, too, that any time I've actually, like the one time I was in an actual <laughs> relationship was the time that I didn't consult anyone. And I find that any time I consult people, 
it always ends up not working out. Like once yes. you start like telling your mom, telling your mm-hmm. friends, asking people for advice, somehow the universe always says, yeah, that actually wasn't for you. <laughs> when Jake and I first met, I had a group chat with two of my friends. It was a guy and a girl and they both were in the dating field. Mm-hmm. And I was sending them screenshots mm-hmm. and what they were telling me to say and to how long to wait before responding and everything. I was like, that just doesn't feel right. Like I'm going to do what I want. And then they would get mad at me. And Jake and I later looked back at that group chat and he looked at everything and he was like, if you ever for a second behaved the way that they were telling you to behave (laughs) and said the things that they were telling you to say, we never would have ended up together. It's actually crazy. And, and same thing with my mom. Like when I asked my mom, um, how, if she would have behaved in a certain way instead of the way that she did, if my dad, if they would have worked out and my dad always is like, no, I wouldn't have wanted to be with her. Like, because she behaved like some people would have been like, basically my, my dad had ended things with my mom and said like, I just don't know if I'm ready for everything. And my mom decided that she just wanted to move on with her life as quickly as possible and not ask questions and just mm-hmm. move out, get her shit. And if you don't want to be with me, fine. And my dad was always like, I think that if you had not given me that space, I wouldn't have been able to come to such a clear conclusion. Mm-hmm. And it really taught me like, cause, cause a lot of women or a lot of people might've said to her, like, you need to get closure. Like you need to ask why he did this. Yeah. It's no, it's, it's really not. And I feel like anytime any of my friends have been broken up with and wanted closure, something else reopens. Something else always reopens. You'll never find closure from someone else. It will, you will never hear the exact thing that you want to hear. Mm-hmm. So it's just not worth it. Find closure with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it is a you thing. Like the reason that they broke up with you or the reason that things ended, like that's a them problem. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now you have to work on the you mm-hmm. problem. Also think about it. You could sit down with them and ask them a question. They're going to give you an answer. That answer is not going to satisfy you. No, right. You're going to have never. a follow-up question and then a follow-up question and a follow-up yeah. question and it will never end. Yeah. I made myself so crazy with my last breakup because mm. I wanted closure so badly that every other day I'd ask something new. Mm. And every time it was an answer that I was not happy with. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys believe in um, no contact after breakups? I wish I did that. <laughs> I, I think for a lot of people, myself included, it is the only thing that works. Yeah. And I fought against it so much in every Carly and I both laughed that like we're we are horrible people for someone to break up with. We don't, like <laughs> we didn't let them do it. No, we don't we don't let you break up with us. Like we go ape shit crazy. Um, but I did have an ex who ended up blocking me. Mm. And it was so painful, but it was the greatest possible yeah. thing that he could have done because it's what forced me yeah. to slowly but surely move forward Mm -hmm. you will never move forward if you are still in contact if you're still letting them in one thing that I've found can be really helpful and I do dating coaching is I have people come to me or friends even when they've gone through a breakup and you know we're obsessively checking their stories and trying to see if they've watched our stories and everything it's impossible to like not to look away yeah what I've found is find one friend it can be it can be me. You can you can DM any of us and we might not ever respond, but find a friend <laughs> or us, anyone to hold you accountable. Pick an emoji. I recommend the spider emoji because it's one that I hate. Mm-hmm. Pick an emoji that you hate or an emoji that makes you think of something like shitty or like makes you feel icky. It's okay if you check their story. It's okay if you go to their page. It's okay to see if you look to see if they've watched your stories, whatever it is. But every time you do it, you have to send that spider emoji. Mm. 
And your friend doesn't have to respond. We don't have to respond. But you have to hold yourself accountable and you have to send it. Mm -hmm. Because that's going to kind of make your brain pause and be like, oh, you know what? I don't need to check. I don't want to check it because I don't want to have to like own up to the fact that I did it. Yeah. And over time, you're going to do it so much less until eventually you stop. Yeah. And you also have to like face that. Like yeah. anytime you open the chat, mm-hmm. like you have to be you reminded see all of them. that you just did that. Yeah. Yeah. That is a really good point. Yeah. One thing I would also, I don't know how we got on breakup topic. Somehow we're here. But it's like the whole life cycle. Yeah, it was inevitable. <laughs> One thing I would say if you're going through a breakup and you're constantly wanting to see their stuff before you go and do it, if you can take five seconds to ask yourself, like, what Why? will this make me feel? Mm. And is anything, anything that I'm going to see make me happy or, or make me okay? Like, you know what I mean? Like, ask yourself, is there anything they could post that will make me feel good? Yeah. Because yeah. I can promise you probably not. Yeah. And that goes beyond just breakups too, like Mm -hmm. friends or a company that you used to work for or anything, Mm -hmm. or if you know that like Mm -hmm. a certain day is really hard for you, maybe like Valentine's Day is coming. Yeah. Yeah. You know that you're going to feel extra alone on Valentine's Day or upset that it's Valentine's Day and you don't have somebody. Don't go on social media on Valentine's Day. You'll feel a thousand times better. Yeah. It's literally like a form of self-harm when you choose to, when you're choosing to, you kind of have to think of it like that too. I don't think people think of it that way, but it really is self-harm because Mm -hmm. you're actively doing something that you know is just going to make you feel shit. And you're controlling it. You're controlling that whole narrative. Mm -hmm. So so take control back into your life and just don't do it. Yeah. Even if you need a friend to, I've had friends change my password on Instagram for me so that I don't Mm -hmm. check. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to take social media breaks too. Like I think that's the most underrated thing. Have a fucking sober January from your ex and from Instagram. I love Love that. I love that. Do sober February. (laughs) Literally. From all toxic people. From from toxic people. Sober 2024. So yeah. Just actually leave. Not serving you. Just get the fuck out in 2024. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It needs to end. Okay. I, I On a positive note, because I want to end it on a more positive note. What are like things that now in your relationships that you really like value and are really happy with? Like that you just feel like you couldn't live without? Like what are some qualities in your partner that you're just like, this, I really value this? So I didn't, before Jason, I didn't know that my love language was acts of service. Mm. And have you guys heard about the Clementine theory or what is it? The no. orange theory on TikTok? Oh, like peeling the orange for the girl and like cutting it up or something. And yeah, just so like those la- little tiny acts. It's just like, yes. And I don't know if it like really is that and that deep, but it's just noticing the things that he'll do that I won't ever ask for. Like mm-hmm. I just went and put gas in your car. It's just like the little things that I'm like, wow. You care that much about like my well-being yeah. to make sure that I have gas in my car. It's yeah, so silly, yeah. but like he he made me realize that acts of service is my love mm. language. That's so interesting. I don't know if that answered your question. No, it does. That- it really does because it's it's and I think it's often like the things that you like don't know that you needed or mm-hmm. wanted in the partners, the thing that you like always value the most. Kind yeah. of, you're like, yeah. wow, I didn't even know that this was something I needed in my life. Yeah. What about you? For me, I. I don't even, I don't know if it's a him thing or a me thing or the two of us together. I just like, I've never felt more comfortable with any human being mm. on the planet. Like, I think I'm so freaking weird. <laughs> and like, I, he doesn't make me feel like I'm weird. Yeah. We're just ourselves. And I feel like he's beyond my best friend in the world. Mm-hmm. And like, 
I could be in the coolest place doing the coolest thing and like I just want to get home and like be with him and it's just I'm like in my happy place whenever I'm with him Mm -hmm. and I didn't know before like any guy I was ever with it was always filled with anxiety or wanting to impress them or wanting them to want me and with him it's just pure comfort and safety Mm -hmm. did either of you feel spark in the beginning no what did you feel like how did how soon did you know that like it was gonna be it I don't know when I knew it was gonna be it but our our first date was like fine Uh our second date was better and our third date was when I was like oh I could see a future with this person okay what about you I don't really remember. I So when I met Jason, I swear the night before we had that FaceTime, I was like, that's when I had my mindset shift of mm. I'm just going to look at everyone as a new human that I'm meeting as a friend. And mm-hmm. if something's there, great. But like, they're not my husband. Yeah. Like, I'm not looking for my husband. Yeah. And that's when things changed. And so I think that's actually what made me feel it early on. Because I so wasn't looking for that. Yeah. And but because I was able to just like vibe with him, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, like this is interesting. I will say, oh, I hope he doesn't listen to this. What? <laughs> <laughs> the first time having sex, not good. Okay. Interesting. It wasn't good. Mm-hmm. And I remember stressing about it. Really? Yeah. What do you think it was? I think you, you, we just didn't know each other. No, it takes yeah. time. It takes so much time. And I, I really like... I was I remember like that night I was like oh my god like I guess I was wrong about everything <laughs> like I I don't like this guy like this isn't my future and then it was just realizing like okay wait that's so normal but again oh, that was me listening to those dating yeah. experts being mm-hmm. like it should be great the first it should time. be amazing the first yeah. time or like y- you should be doing it every night or whatever mm. it is like it's just it was getting in my head of like yeah. oh my god then I guess I guess we're not meant to be because yeah. the first night wasn't amazing mm. that's so interesting I would say if you're looking for the spark mm-hmm. on, you know, the biggest spark on the first date, like mm-hmm. you're not going to find it when yeah. you're actively searching for yeah. it. No, yeah. there's also so much research that has been done that the spark is really just anxiety. Mm. And yeah. every time I felt a spark with somebody, I literally would go home and say like, oh my God, I met my husband. <laughs> and every single <laughs> like one I'm of those anxious. times. <laughs> the, yeah, exactly. It was all anxiety. Yeah. It was all me not knowing where they stood, not knowing what they were looking for and obsessing over them mm. because it wasn't right. Right. Yeah. Maybe instead of searching for the spark, like search who, for the calm a little bit. Yeah. The calm, yeah. the comfort. Who makes you just feel comfortable? Yeah. Yeah. And calming. Yeah. That's why on the third date, I ended up realizing like, oh, this could be something because I'd gotten my first COVID vaccine the day before. I was so sick. I couldn't move my arm. I was in so much pain. And we ended up having a really fun day despite me feeling like absolute hell. Like I got hit by a bus. Mm -hmm. And after that, we were like ending the date. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to go home and watch One Tree Hill for the rest of the night. Like, you're welcome to join me. Mm -hmm. He came over. I changed into sweatpants. Like... I think I took my makeup off and we just like laid on the couch and watched One Tree Hill and it was so easy and comfortable. And I was like, wow, on a day where I feel like a train wreck, Mm -hmm. I was able to have a lot of fun and feel really comfortable with this person. And in that moment, you weren't like, oh my God, the spark. No, I was like, wow, that was so nice. Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's such a, um, it's almost like a rom-com theory. Like it's like a rom-com thing to have like the spark, but it's not, that's not reality. We've been trained to think this way. Yeah. And and it's also, that's the thing. It's not women's fault. Like when Mm. you see on social media, all these different theories, it's because women are 
kind of taught yeah. to like obsess and to mm-hmm. try to find very specific things. Like we've yeah. been programmed like this. Like remember how terrible the situations were in every rom-com like we don't actually so want true. that there was always a really bad climax there's like, always like really so scary. much disaster yeah. we don't want it's entertainment yeah. for a reason yeah. mm-hmm. our relationships and dating lives don't have to be that yeah they shouldn't be okay i want to finish um off with a little like rapid fire random ass questions because i they're just like fun and Love. i don't know um okay first rapid fire um biggest red flag in a friend but in like only like a few words like um you feel like they're talking about you behind their back behind your back that's a good one <laughs> I hate rapid fire um <laughs> the rest are really easy okay. I have some ideas for you but I'm not gonna say that no tell me no say, say. Wait, what? I don't know if you want them on the microphone <laughs> <laughs> very specific examples. Oh. I was like, oh, maybe don't say. <laughs> That's a very specific example. Um, can't support your wins. Period. Mm. Love. Um, wedding trend you are loving right now. Or wedding trend you are hating right now. Is it bad that I haven't been following wedding trends? I have. <laughs> what are you loving and hating right now? <laughs> Do you have new some ideas? What are you hating so that I don't do them at my wedding? Oh. You will be there. Oh, God. Um, okay, you know what? I hate – I I'm not into the multiple gown changes. I just think it's unnecessary and it's stressful for no reason. It's expensive for no reason. If you love your gown, just pick one and have it be the gown. Mm. Other than, like, changing into your little, like, cute oh, dress. Oh, yeah. yeah. At the like, end of the night, everyone should change. Yes. That's a trend – okay, I love. Changing into, like, sneakers and a comfy dress yes. at the Me end too. of the night. I love that. And just being able to dance and have fun with your friends. I yeah. agree. Why oh, do you need two gowns? Another wedding trend I hate. <laughs> Tell us. Girls doing haircuts after yeah, their set. What is up with that? There's no amount of money you could pay me. Wait, is that a thing? Yes. <laughs> like massive Girls hair, like, like cutting my off hus- this much. My hair. husband's reaction to getting a bob for the, yeah. for the party. Wait, yeah. you literally could have no. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. I think it's like maybe three people in the world have but done it. And those videos have just gone so up. viral. Wait, and kept, and I'm like, I, more. These are fun. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh my God. There's so many more. Um... Okay, well, there's certain, like, fonts I don't love. Like, I don't know. Oh, my God, there's so many Do you? What are, what are yours that you don't like? Okay, another one. <laughs> <laughs> is Carly getting married? How is she on, like, wedding talk? And I'm not. Do you want to plan the rest another of my wedding one I, Another one I do like, I love an acrylic, um, like, under the hoopah, like the... Yeah, I love that. I think that's great. And I love the mirrored, the mm-hmm. people have been doing mirrored aisles. Love that. Mirrored aisles. Yeah. Yes, we have learned it costs. A lot of money for that one. What about, did you think of something? Wait. Um, I was going to say things that, I I can't really think of wedding trends that I hate, but I can think of things that I'm doing differently. Yeah, I want to know. I'm not having a wedding party. No bridesmaids, no bachelorette party. Period. I know people that did that, and honestly, great fucking decision because it's expensive and Not having a bachelorette party was the greatest decision I made in this whole process Mm. and the easiest one for me to make Mm. and the one that I have not second-guessed for a Mm. second. I love that. I can't know anymore. I need to think of trends. <laughs> no, it's okay. Someone let me know some good. trends. Love the sneakers. Love yeah, the sneakers. Yeah, yeah. Comfort is so important, honestly. Yeah. Um, okay, <laughs> one last one. This is really random. Socks on or off at the guy now? <laughs> you take all your clothes off. Socks on oh or off? Oh, my God. Off. It's so hard. I say on. I think on. I think yeah. I leave them on, and then Cold. I sit there feeling uncomfy and confused. Yeah. <laughs> I take them off, I think. Okay. 
<laughs> I just had to know. Me and my mom were talking about it this morning. That's oh my so God. funny. Yeah. Anyways. That's so stressful. Ah. So that's the episode. Thanks for that's the episode. <laughs> now that we talked about the gyno. Uh, no, but really, thank you guys so much for coming on. I thank feel like you. you guys are just the what easiest people. What did we people. just talk about? I don't know, no but enjoy, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, you guys are so knowledgeable. You make me feel like an idiot. Like, You're you guys not, are right? just so, what? like, inspired. And I'm, I just know that everyone that's listening to this is going to immediately start listening to your podcast Aww. if they haven't already but please plug it so that people can listen oh, I would love because you that. guys are just a wealth of knowledge oh, Alana always makes me do this yep. do okay. it do it do it okay well you can follow at it's life in progress on Instagram and TikTok at Carly R. Silverman on TikTok at Alana.Dunn on TikTok at seeing other people on Instagram what did I miss Alana.Dunn on Instagram oh, fuck <laughs> you I'm so many. proud of you Alana.Dunn on Instagram and yeah and and can I plug myself too? If of anyone course. needs a therapist, in please New York, plug Carly's yourself. Carly's accepting new clients. I'm accepting new clients, and she's amazing. Ooh, yes, so seriously. Like I get free therapy from her every single day, yeah. and like I everyone am just so, got free therapy yeah. for her right now. But like <laughs> I cannot possibly think of a better person to be suited for like helping you navigate oh whatever you're going through in Second your that, life, whether 100%. it's post grad, twenties, thirties, career, dating. Wow like moving to a new city like mm-hmm. Carly is just the most supportive and mm-hmm. understanding and I love that I plugged myself you. and thanks yeah thanks this was so fun I love know. you thank you guys thank love you, you. <laughs> bye oh and you can follow um I'm like, I'm like make sure you subscribe to um real on YouTube I still don't know how to do this um yeah sorry subscribe to my YouTube if you haven't already be sure to give a five-star rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and follow me at Carly underscore Weinstein at real with CW um on Instagram and I love you guys and I will see you in the next episode wait but really like give her a five-star rating and review you guys don't understand it takes you two seconds and it goes such a long way for podcast <laughs> hosts so like please give back do an act of kindness today yeah, and you just one to will this. come back around to you. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Okay, guys. Love you. What a wonderful.